Kezia, and I'm a brain injury survivor and a member of BIND. And hi, I'm Carrie, a stroke survivor and a member of BIND, and welcome to today's episode of BIND Waves, What's It Like to Be a Caregiver? We would like to, inv- we would like to welcome David and Christy for being our guests today. They are caregivers to an adult son of a brain injury and also huge supporters of BIND, and we appreciate you all being here today. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Welcome to Bind Waves, the official podcast of the Brain Injury Network of Dallas. I'm Brian White, Bind's Executive Director. On each episode, we'll be providing insight into the brain injury community. We'll be talking to members and professionals regarding their stories and the important role of Bind's Clubhouse. We work as a team to inspire hope, community, and a sense of purpose to survivors, caregivers, and the public. Thank you for tuning in to Bindwaves. Let's get on with the show. Absolutely. Welcome. Again, <laughs> thank you for coming. Um, we had a Bind member last season talk about what it was like to have a caregiver, and his caregiver also is a parent. So we just kind of are curious from for a different perspective. So tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you ended up being a caregiver. Um. I don't know where to start. Um, <laughs> I mean, we've lived in Dallas for a very long time. Our son went to the University of Colorado. He was there six weeks. When we got that phone call, nobody wanted to get that he had been hit by a car while he was walking across the street. And that changed the total trajectory of our lives. I mean, we kind of went into caregiver mold very quickly. It wasn't something that, you know, we were familiar with. So. Uh, oh, gosh, six weeks in ICU, another four and a half months in inpatient recovery before we transported him back to Dallas, and then uh, about a year here before he headed back, before he was ready, and uh, the rest of the story is written. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, but it's pretty remarkable, but it's also pretty stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. One of the questions I think that we have always wondered is, like, as parents, like, how did that happen? You know, you said it happened really quickly. Like, you became a caregiver, like, immediately. But what is, like, the biggest difference about coming from a parent to a caregiver? Um, I think you have to focus on what the, the immediate needs are, okay? Right. As a parent, you're always looking down the road, you know, to, to find, make sure their well-being is there. But as a caregiver, it's like immediate and, you know, what do, what do they need at that, at that moment? Yeah, I think, you know? yeah. As far as basic care, um, you know, and it really becomes a really broad. Like, you know, do they need... Uh, like my son had to learn how to swallow. He had to learn how to walk. He had to learn how to talk again. So it was those, but it was, uh, and I think that was what we were primarily focused on was what was that immediate need right then. And then it, and then it kind of expanded from there, I think, David, right? Yeah. Even once he came home, we had uh, a fair number of uh, personal care things that we had to do because he was in a walker. And mm-hmm. as he progressed, he actually learned to ride a bike again, uh, and, and many different steps. It's just that slow process. And then it transitioned much more into a mental well-being from a caregiver perspective because so much of what he wanted to do was to recover far faster than what his brain was allowing. Well, yes. we all do. And That's kind of just it was the challenges that we had to go through with working with him and encouraging him to stop and be patient, uh, and a lot of anxiety there. And as you know, each brain injury uh, patient's different, and they recover right. at different levels. You know, so it wasn't a, well, you're going to be better by this date. 
And that's really what he wanted. And we knew that that probably wasn't going to happen. So as a brain injury survivor, you're well aware of what those challenges are. And I want to be here by this date. And oftentimes that's unrealistic, okay, depending on, you know, what your, you know, what your circumstances are. Yeah. And I think that's something that a lot of us connect to. And especially Mm -hmm. like um, my caregiver is my mother. (laughs) So I think that's something that a lot of us connect to as brain injury survivors, like being so stressed, depressed at some point Mm -hmm. or anxious, like why is it not getting there faster or what I'm doing is not enough. So um, how did you help with that? with that stress on his behalf as a parent and as a caregiver? So much of what we had to work with there with our son was trying to reason with him. And as anxious as he was, we would often not tell him what to do, but get him to think through the different steps to understand there were certain limitations. Are you safe? Safety above all. Are you safe doing these things that you want to do? And, and and managing expectations, okay? I remember when he got his driver's license or, you know, he just thought he could go, mm-hmm. you know, go out and, and drive again. And as a parent, you're like, well, we want to make sure that you're safe. And I made him go through the driver's ed again. You know, he wasn't happy about it. <laughs> but as a parent, I knew that that, you know, was really important, okay? So it was just little things like that. You know, um, well, when you, you know, he wanted to go back to school, well, how are we going to make that happen? You know, do they have a disability services? Do they have what he needs to, you know, um, to be successful in those situations? And to 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 kind of make them as the the failures as I don't want to say as as small as possible, but to manage you know to manage and let him know those yeah. failures are going to happen. Okay. Yeah. And here's how we're going to deal with it. You know. Yeah, and I know, I mean, again, also something that a lot of people don't think about. Let's also talk about you guys, because I know my parents, again, y'all know them, they're Mm -hmm. my caregivers too, but caregivers, your life gets turned upside down too. It's not just the brain injury survivor that gets turned up, that every changes. I mean, your whole life, your day-to-day changed as well. I mean, how did that affect dynamics? And Absolutely huge, because we lived here, and our son was in Colorado, okay? And he had a full-time job that he was usually you know, had to be at the office. I fortunately have a job where I could take a step back. Okay. I'm in real estate. So I just kind of put my, you know, my career on hold, but we flew back and forth like every, what, two weeks or so. Yeah. Usually seven to 14 days. And it was very doable because I had a supportive work environment where they could allow me to work remote. Right. And then we have a younger son. So my parents flew in from Colorado and stayed with my younger son while we were, you know, back and forth. So it really is. I mean, it's, you know, your whole world gets kind of turned upside down, but you figure out how to manage it. Oh, you we know, had to work as a team. Yep. That yeah. was, and that was pretty key. It's like, okay, when do you need to be back here for the, you know, and when do I need to be? And just literally, you know, manage manage that as well right yeah i think that's amazing what you guys are saying about the distance and all of that that's i feel like you guys are telling my i was in chicago my mom was in dallas traveling back and forth and then like, so you know what those challenges yeah, are yeah yeah i mean being in the hospital i felt bad for right. my mom but then obviously now living over here and her sharing my her side of the story i'm like oh my god well that we had to work terrible. as a, yeah we had to work as a team both with that and then once he came back Right. Because as he progressed, uh, with a child, everything's a negotiation, too. And we had to make sure that we 
were on the same page with everything that we were responding to. Right. Yeah, well, and I, I know that's difficult. And I know I was a difficult adult child, <laughs> patient well, for my parents And well. you have siblings? I mean, how, how, was it, how did it affect your siblings? Because I know my youngest son, um, I, I kind of felt like he got pushed to, you know, kind of like didn't get the attention and, and some of the things that he probably needed, both yeah. mentally, physically, and financially, that he probably needed at that time but that was you know that unfortunately was another part of it so yeah yeah. for sure I mean um so my my dad yeah with his wife they have um a son and he's now 16 which blows my mind um so yeah he was I'm the big sister for two brothers and he was my little little brother and he became my teacher at a certain extent like he would come read to me it drives me crazy. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I'm a big sister, and he also came to be a certain caregiver, too, to, you know, to take care of like my language. And like, exactly. he was doing his homework while visiting me. So, uh, you know, I think now, like, I think now through the process of it, like, he's so, I'm so thankful for, of him, and I love him so much. And I think that that was the way that he got able to connect to with my mom. So somehow the energy or somehow the injury became a blessing. Um, with my family overall, um, but but I get it. I mean, it must have been so hard, you know. Well, and 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 a blessing is right because you kind of learn what's important and what's yeah. not pretty quickly. I mean, your focus and the dynamics totally change. Okay, right. and I know with us it did. We knew, you know, instantly that we didn't care. You know, we had clothes on our back. All we wanted was, you know, for you know, our <clears throat> pardon me for our son to you know get the outcome he wanted. You know, and to and to have the least effect on you know, our family life. So yeah, for me, life got actually a lot easier because I've always been type A, pushing, pushing. And this allowed me to let go of all the things that don't matter mm-hmm. and focus on the things that do. Right. right. And I think a lot of times I think your your recovery is based on the support groups you have. Don't you agree? Yes. I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely. for sure. You know, I mean, your parents, you know, they're key. And I don't think your recovery is going to be how do I say it? Maybe as strong as it should, you know, as it could have been without them. You know, yeah. I mean, I just think I, you know, I feel for people that don't have that support group that's Absolutely. that are going through stuff like this. Yeah. I can't imagine how difficult that is. Yeah, and that totally makes sense. I think that one of uh, one of the things that gets brought up a lot is like as caregivers, like what kind of information that you want to make sure to go through um, for like if something like this happens to people that you know or you know whoever's listening to our podcast right now um i know like for like my mom she was so lost like she had no idea what to do like at one point uh, she even told me that she felt like she wasn't doing enough um and it's so important to be there we were so incredibly fortunate that my son landed at one of the amazing um rehab centers i think it's one of the finest in the country it's craig hospital in in denver okay and they had a social worker that took me aside and said, here's what you're going to encounter. Here's your medical bills. Here's how to deal with them. Here's your, um, you know, what to look for when he goes. I mean, she was incredible. And she sat down with me, you know, and just went through, here's some of the challenges you're going to face. And here's some of the things that I suggest and, and ways to deal with it. And that was like life changing almost at that point. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. And not everyone is 
lucky enough and fortunate enough, mm-hmm. I don't know the right word, for their parents to be their caregivers. Right. Again, as an adult brain injury survivor, it's hard to have your parents as a caregiver. Of course, you know, some people are lucky enough to have their spouse. And again, sometimes that's not so good because I know, like, with our friends Carl and Adina, Adina, Carl was the checkbook taker care of, and you know, and it had every, his own system. And so Adina had to quickly learn so it's like, again, it's not just the brain injury survivor that has to relearn and find new skills, but yeah. Yeah, so everybody in the family has to adapt, you know, and, and there's, and I don't want to say a price to be paid because no. that's not a, you know, not a, a, a good term, but there's, um, I guess, opportunities that, mm-hmm. that have come, you know, and, and things that were lost during the whole deal, you know. Well, one whole of the things ordeal. that happens over time is you at least have, your extended family that mm-hmm. might be there too. The friends of our son slowly started to drift away. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. you see that a lot. And it's it's a v- mentally challenging for us to try and assist in how do you con- continue to connect with people that are drifting apart. It's part of the natural progression as you uh, what example is our son was had pledged a fraternity. Well, that was no longer possible, okay? And the friends that he had made there, you know, basically didn't understand a brain injury. And I, and you and I, I mean, come on, they know that, that it's a scary thing for anybody. Right. And if, you know, your friends don't know how to react because they just don't, Yeah. you know? I mean, it's not that they are uncompassionate. They just don't know what to say or what to right. do and it's, how to help. It's a weird thing. No, it I mean, is. It's, it's not, it's more common than people know but it's not and it's yeah learning how to deal with that which is one reason we're very lucky that we have bind right which brings me back because we have all made new friends through bind and that's kind of what's become our new support system and lasting friendships too yes. because i mean they they understand they right. know what you're going it through it takes a brain injured to understand a brain injured yeah, and uh-huh. it takes a brain injured parent to understand another brain injured parent but speaking of bind so tell us a little bit how did y'all get involved with bind because y'all have been volunteers for quite a while with us yeah it was another one of those miraculous things <laughs> i was going through my mail and i i, I was like was looking through the Plano profile and I see this volunteer opportunities and I was an ex-junior leaguer so I was looking for ways to kind of get back yeah. and I picked up the phone and I called Valerie and I went oh my gosh this is so up my alley I can't believe it how do I step up how do I volunteer it was just kismet I guess as you could say it just was one of those things that just kind of appeared so yeah. Yeah. you saying it made my chills yeah you were like so excited just saying yeah, it. I, I feel like I'm it's reliving like, that yeah, right I was now like I was like kind of you know the back of my mind going okay how how can I give back and then I opened it up and there it was so and y'all y'all yeah. have been very active and yeah yeah we're hoping that y'all can join us this year for our gala on October 22nd at Heritage Creek Ranch oh. Heritage Ranch I, I still I type it every day when I'm asking for donations but um but yeah so we're excited um because we're going to be welcoming our plan i mean our fort worth partners to join us this time too so it'll be exciting yeah we look forward to it we'll put it on our calendars (laughs) great um so what other like really important information do you want to be sharing with other um caregivers overall or just our listeners in general so they can understand yeah i mean number one is patience yeah, for sure. And number two is put put the other person ahead of yourself. You, and it does impact our lives, but their life is far more important than... And I also look for resources. Issues. I mean, look for mm-hmm. resources in the community that may not, um, you know, that have existed, but you weren't aware of them. 
okay? Um, DAR, you know, um, I know that, you know, places for funding, um, you know, places like mine. I mean, reach out really to the community and, and look to see where those opportunities are and how you can, um, you know, take advantage of them. And places like Bind really give you a fabulous resource to meet with like-minded individuals who have had similar experiences. They've gone through a lot of this and they can help educate you on what you can and can't do. There's so many years of experience here, uh, especially with the leadership team, that that's something that is an opportunity for families to take advantage of and make their lives easier. Well, we're glad that you're a part of our team and our family. We're very proud to have you, and we are so happy that y'all joined us today. And we hope our listeners have enjoyed listening, and we encourage you all to click that like button. Well, thank you for letting us Thanks. be this here today. Thanks. This is wonderful to be back here. Yeah, thank you so much. And honestly, don't forget, for you guys and all of our subscribers, to like our podcast, to listen to us, to keep in contact with us, and really just stay contacted with us. And welcome back to our next time. And we'll see you next time on Bind Waves. Wonderful. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Bind Waves and continue to support Bind and our nonprofit mission. We support brain injury survivors as they reconnect into the life, the community, and their workplace. And we couldn't do that without great listeners like you. We appreciate each and every one of you. Continue watching. Until next time. Until next time.